So, uh, okay, so let's take a use the case of a $2 million property okay. and you cut that into a $1.75 million property, cut that mm-hmm. into three units, 250,000 plus land transfer tax. Actually, not including land transfer taxes. Land transfer taxes. Land transfer taxes. <laughs> because if you buy a single family condo, you're still paying those land transfer taxes. Yeah. So, um, okay, so 1.75, 250 for the build and renovation. Then you're looking at divide by three. What is that? $633,000. That's still cheaper than a single family. Yeah. A single condo. Single condo. Average mm-hmm. condo. You could probably get two bedrooms out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two bedroom condo, you're looking at minimum 900000 in Toronto. Yeah. Look, I get it. The Toronto real estate market is confusing. Whether you're a new or experienced investor or just looking for a home to raise your family in, join us at Broadview Table Talks as you sit around the table with my friends and talk about the real estate and the ever-changing market in Toronto. Guys, welcome to another edition of Broadview Table Talks. Today, we're going to be talking about something cool because um, Doug Ford just recently announced his whole uh, plan for more housing. We need 1.5 million houses in Ontario mm-hmm. in the next decade. And traditionally, that's 150,000 units per per year. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, we've delivered maybe at most 100,000, like, but mostly it's like around 40 to 60,000. Yeah, and it's been a while since we've hit 100,000 too. That's exactly it. So yeah. it's going to be super aggressive. And we're going to be talking about how to convert single family homes to triplexes and why you should. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So let's go for it. All right. Um, you have any questions? <laughs> <laughs> how do you get started? What, how do we do this? Well, I mean, have you seen any clients do it? I have seen one. Uh, my favorite example is actually right on my street. Um, nice. And I live in the Plater Estates Down Fourth area. Nice. They took an old house. Uh, last document was there for about 40, 50 years. And they tore it completely down, gutted it, and built a bespoke home on it. Um, the main living unit has like a 4 plus 1, 5 washroom configuration. It has an over 800 square foot basement apartment. That's two bedrooms. There's still two car parking, but what they did was they built a uh, two bedroom apartment right above the parking garage. Oh, no way. So they're ADU as well, accessory dwelling unit. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the, the property barely has any yard space, but it has so much living space. How many units again? Three. Three, three total. Awesome. Um, it, it honestly looks fantastic. I did the whole walkthrough and tour and everything, and uh, it, it, it makes at least 65000 gross in rent. Um, it's got to be more than that. It was last year. So it's got to be more than that with a 20% increase year over year. So 65,000, that's like what? 2000. No, it can't be. It's got to be way more than that. It's way more. Yeah. yeah. So it is like, especially now, now that uh, rent has increased so much, it's, it's honestly a fantastic investment. Cause that'd be like six grand um, a month pretty much. Mm-hmm. Right. So no, actually that's not five grand a month between three units. Mm, yeah. So it's gotta be more than that. It's gotta be yeah. like at least. Oh, sorry. 80, so 90. that, that calculation was based on the primary homeowner still living in the main I unit. So and the rent additional oh, okay. 60,000 additional yeah. income versus additional zero. Exactly. So that's pretty amazing. Um, how do you feel as a neighbor having that in your backyard? Honestly, it hasn't really affected me. Um, there's always been a lot of traffic in my neighborhood anyway, because I'm right by Pape station. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't really noticed that much of a disturbance. And of course, once you start introducing every single, um, lot as like a triplex, then yeah, maybe you'll see more people, but honestly, it's a family oriented community. Anyway, you, you want to see people, you want to make sure that there are people around you. That's why you live in the city. Well, that's the reason why you picked Plato States in that area, right? Because you, you're so close to the Bloor Danforth subway station and you're close to all the amenities and all the stuff around there as opposed to being in the suburbs where you get more space. Exactly. But it's quiet when you're out in that like six o'clock at at night and there's nobody around you. Nice. Nice. So the reasons why you'd want to have, first of all, multiple units versus single unit is because you get 
the variety of tenants, right? I mean, you get a variety of income sources. So mm-hmm. if one tenant leaves, you're not going to have as much vacancies. You'll have mm-hmm. a third of the vacancies as mm-hmm. opposed to 100% of vacancies. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And then um, as the tenants move in and out, then you have opportunities to kind of increase it to market rent mm-hmm. as um, as they kind of refresh, right? Yeah. yeah. And not all of your eggs in, are in one basket. So if you do need to do anything, you can actually repair or even upgrade individual units when a tenant leaves. Correct. It's just a good way to maximize the number of units that you have or number of revenue sources, I guess, diversify, I guess is yeah. the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. Of course, that comes with its own challenges as well, too. If you have three tenants to deal with, that's two other tenants that mm-hmm. potentially can contribute more noise. There's fighting between temperature and mm-hmm. if you have a single source of uh, mm-hmm. heating yeah. or whatever, and you also have uh, noise complaints and things like that and mm-hmm. too much density and all yeah. that. But I think it's a great way, especially if you have, so say you take a single house you have a detached garage structure or you create a, a garden suite or mm-hmm. some sort of um, laneway suite. Mm-hmm. That's one on its own. And then you separate the basement from the up main two floors. Mm-hmm. Or you can take it even a f- step further and have two units. So three units and then an additional unit. But that yeah. actually gets into having to change zoning issues, minor variances and things yeah. like that. And maybe even development levies, which could be in excess of, you know, 60, 70, 80, 100 grand, depending on the unit size. Yeah. So I think what Doug Ford's done has been beautiful. I think it's a great thing if it goes into... So now, it's, if you guys don't know what's happening, um, basically, instead of having to change through zoning, get permission for zoning, as long as you don't change the footprint of the size, mm-hmm. then you can just go straight to building permits. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that was my question. Right? So you, okay. have, you still have to get building permits, yes. So it yeah. still has to comply. It still has to um, you know get architects, drawings, structural loads, yeah. things like that. Fire Sound, code. fire safety, yeah, fire, fire safety. separation, things like that. Um, but at least now it's less intensive and it's pretty quick to do it or it's yeah. much quicker than much having quicker. to rezone and go through having your neighbors object to it even for that matter, yeah. right? Yeah. Through minor variances. Yeah. So do you guys think you can convince anybody to, uh, do you know of anybody that would want to convert mm. single family to triplex? I mean, my dad would love to but yeah. in Vancouver, but he always talks about um, doing this. They have the laneway housing, but. Mm-hmm. Um, in Vancouver? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but not this. Yeah. I mean, people have always wanted to do this, especially families who want to pull a little bit more money out of their their land that that their house is sitting on. Mm -hmm. So this has always been a conversation. Now that it's been a little bit easier or made a little bit easier, Mm -hmm. I think it's no longer a conversation of how to do it, but when. Right. Right. You know, it's it, especially with well, it's still how it's still going to still how. Yeah. yeah. Still need to connect them with uh, the builders and, yeah. and, and the right um, you know, engineers, engineers and everything. But it's become a lot easier as a conversation. It's less intimidating to get started. Well, I don't know if you guys have it or not, but like in, in my experience, I have some people that want to buy a single family home, you know, a single family, meaning like it doesn't have to be detached. It can be yeah. like a, a semi or it could be even a townhouse. You can still do this on townhouses, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they can't make that jump from, you know, a one plus den one bedroom condo or renting even for that matter mm-hmm. and going into a house without having separate income. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is, I fit into that category. That's what we were even talking about yesterday. Right. I, if I was to buy a house to actually live in, mm-hmm. it would have to have some kind of income property. Well, yeah. So you're yeah. not paying for all the taxes yourself. Exactly. You're not paying maintenance, mm-hmm. utilities, all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. well, I guess in theory, theory, you're paying for the utilities. Like if you have more people then you're going to pay for more utilities, of course. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But at least it would help offset some of the taxes for sure. and yeah. some of the carrying costs. Yeah. Yeah. And if you got a large enough footprint where you can actually have two tenants and then you guys yeah. take one main floor, yeah, that'd be huge. Yeah. Actually, I want to do that for the office too. That'd be awesome, right? 
You know what I mean? <laughs> have like uh, main floor tenants, whatever. We have the upstairs office or other way around yeah. in a residential area. It's like the cheapest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I guess the other thing is there's some tax implications along with um, with that, right? So I think if it's, if you occupy less than half of it, it doesn't count as primary residence anymore. I mm-hmm. think you don't get the primary mm-hmm. exemptions. Don't yeah. check okay. with the accountant to make sure, but I'm pretty sure that's the situation. Yeah. And then I guess financing becomes a little more expensive because mm-hmm. it's not your primary residence anymore. Right. right. So, and then you have insurance implications and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I that's think it's all. great. Still worth it though. If yeah. it's like you, you have to make the math work in your favor because this is also like a gateway to becoming a, a landlord mm-hmm. and yeah. building your wealth, yeah. um, you know, because you know, while, while this property might be your primary residence now, further down the road, you could leverage that into something bigger. That is your primary residence and rinse and repeat. Yeah. Or you can have in-laws stay there as yeah. well too, or you can yeah. keep it as like a, like there's d- so many different use cases for multiple dwellings, multiple yeah. uni- unit properties office space, like a, a separate space just for you to like, you know, studio space, creative space, whatever it might mm-hmm. be, right? And you might rent that out to a separate person. You can have additional rental income. You can have, you know, your kids live there while you age in place mm-hmm. or you can have in-laws that are helping you out while you're raising kids, right? Yeah. Like there's so many yeah. different options, I yeah. think. Yeah. It just makes sense. And I've always wanted to own one as well. Oh, actually, I do own them, I'm thinking. But I mean, <laughs> I've always wanted to live in one and have tenants downstairs. I've never lived with other tenants which that I've owned in um, that I would love to have that. But nice. it just makes so much more sense, I think. And I feel like it's the only solution. Yeah. Like For the affordability else, crisis, right? What else can we do, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes down to supply and demand yeah. to control prices, right? And then if you look at an average price of a downtown condo, you're looking at 700 and something thousand, 730,000, I don't know, whatever it is right now, yeah. 680, 690, plus or minus 700,000 for an average condo. Yeah. Yeah. What if you got the cost of do some renovations, it might be like 200,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then maybe additional cost for what it takes to actually get that structure. You're probably looking at about $400,000 a unit. Mm-hmm. If you drive into three, so 1.2 million for a, a triplex maybe. Well, depending where you go. Like depending, probably looking yeah. at and the neighborhood and the land value. Million. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, okay, so let's take a use the case of a $2 million property. Okay. And you cut that into over $1.75 million property. You cut that into mm-hmm. three units, 250,000 plus land transfer tax. Actually, not including land transfer tax. Trans- Land transfer, tax. land transfer taxes <laughs> because if you buy a single family condo you're still paying those land transfer taxes yeah. so um okay so 1.75 250 for the build and renovation then you're looking at divide by three what's that a that's still cheaper than a single family yeah a single condo single condo average mm-hmm. condo you could probably get two bedrooms out of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. two bedroom condo you're looking at minimum nine hundred thousand in toronto yeah. so there's economies of scale there and yeah. operations as well too like you hire one landscaper, you don't have to pay maintenance fees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One roof to change, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know, snow shoveling and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And for families too, they don't necessarily want to be like right in the middle of downtown. downtown in Toronto. They want to be in a neighborhood right. with a back, potential backyard space that you share yeah. with schools. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it just makes sense to, uh, if you can come up with the money for a uh, larger property to turn to higher density, I think mm-hmm. it just makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Are there cases do you think that you wouldn't want to do that? Well, that's when we cross into the NIMBY territory. Right. Where you don't want that many people in your backyard and you don't want your neighbors to have three different families living on the same plot of land. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that could also create more traffic, mm-hmm. more density. But like it's allowed to do that now, so they can't say anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as an investor, you know, sometimes it might be better to not cut up a luxury home into three units. Maybe it's better to rent it out to a single family that 
maybe potentially has more resources if they could afford theoretically the higher rent, Mm -hmm. right? And not have to damage the place into three units Mm -hmm. and keep it as a single family. Yeah. Because there's some people that aren't looking for a smaller unit in luxury neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like, um, like certain houses on uh, in the bridal path, you wouldn't want to cut those yeah. up into multi-level apartments. Sense. Yeah, it wouldn't. People but there is, there, there. There, there is a condo there. There is a condo bridal path. Yeah, on one post road. But you wouldn't want to cut up an existing house yet. Maybe we haven't reached that point yet. Maybe. I think it would depend where. Like the bridal Maybe. path, the people that are buying those houses, they're not going to want to share their house. Exactly. But Depending on the, on the Danforth or places like that, I think there's a lot of families that can't necessarily afford like a single detached that still want to be in that area for a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. Right? right. 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 And I guess yeah. like speaking on that line, um, it, like considering those condos in Rosedale, like there's like large mansions that turn into like a five unit condo, for example, they condoized it. That's, uh, have you seen those? Like there was no. a trend for a while in like little Italy and things like that, where they would take, um, a, a detached place and then make it into an A and B and actually separate Actually, no, it. I have seen, I've seen that even in a uh, high park area. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And, but in Rosa, yeah. cause they're larger houses. Yeah. They cut it into like actual different floors and some of the floors would be into two units right. and actually make it a condo. Yeah. Like yeah. Unit condo or something. I mean, like that the one development on the corner of, um, what was it? Glen. And I can't remember what uh, that side street was where the bus stops in front of it. It's, it's like a six apartment building where a house used to stand on the corner. Okay. And there's a variety of townhouses and apartment buildings. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That works for some people. Oh, right in the beginning, right, right near Bloor, Shoreborne area. Yeah, just yeah, north yeah, of yeah, Bloor, yeah. Shoreborne. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it does work in certain areas, especially if you're close to, say, TTC or at the bus yeah. stop. Um, and not everybody wants a full house or the responsibilities that come along with it, but they want to live in the neighborhood. Yeah. I feel like people that live, particularly in downtown areas, they're prioritizing neighborhood mm-hmm. over other things. At least I know that for me. Yeah, of right? course. Especially yeah. with kids. You you yeah. definitely want to have a good neighborhood yeah. to raise your kids. And if, if you're just by yourself, you don't have kids, then of course, or with yeah. a partner or whatever, then you want to be near convenience right. as opposed to... And they're to willing to sacrifice on maybe other things like space, mm-hmm. right? So right. That's and it's affordability. At the end of and day. affordability. Yeah, for sure. Right. So most people might want to get in and have one basement apartment or, or upstairs apartment, whatever, and then rent that out to yeah. help offset some of the costs until mm-hmm. the mortgage is paid down to grow yeah. some more equity into it. Yeah. And then you can convert it back to single family. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a good thing for Toronto or Ontario for mm-hmm. that matter. And I think it's a good thing for our housing market. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah. So much needed flexibility. It's yeah. uh, something that we've been complaining about for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the only challenge is now if so the big caveat in order to do this as of right is that you can't increase the footprint of the space mm-hmm. other than accessory dwelling units, which is the garden suites and yeah. the laneway suites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's the actual main house and you want to make it into three units, you can't do an extension without going through the zoning approvals or yeah, yeah. Mer- minor variances. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think if we ever got loosened that part of it, then it'll be so much easier and there'd be so much more density here and there'd be so this city would be beautiful and it'd be affordable finally. <laughs> So, one day we can hope. Depends all for the development. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all for density. Like, yeah. I, I like being in New York North. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. in New York, the, the New York of Canada. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I like that. Yeah. Like, I like having diversity. I like having culture. I like Me having I options. It. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't want a small town. Yeah. So, um, the more density, the better. I'm a Yimby. My last name is Yim, but I would like to have Yimby. You know what I mean? Like, yes, in my backyard. Yeah. Because I welcome it. Yeah. There's big challenges like, um, you know, potentially like I had a house, I have a house on the east side, but like when I was living there, um, I saw Young and Eglinton change mm-hmm. from 
being a nice residential quiet area to now all the tall towers in there. Mm-hmm. And I see the challenges come with it. Like mm-hmm. you can't park anywhere. There's so much traffic. When you're walking along the sidewalks, it gets so busy that you can't even just, you have to like, you know, wait yeah. for people to pass you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, that kind of sucks. The schools get overcrowded and mm-hmm. like there's a lot more noise and all that, but I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I don't know. I love it. That's part of living with the big, in the big city. It's inevitable. And yeah, it's inevitable. It. Like it's it's going to grow. It, it's a big yeah. city. Like you, you, you want to, you, you, you can make a choice. Either you live in the city and live the city life or exactly. you move out to where it's a little bit quieter. Yeah. And that's like, goes back to if we do this, like laneway house is going to cut down on yard space. But when you live in a city, the city is your backyard. That's mm. how I look at it. Yeah. Right? And, like, and that's when you go yeah. to the park. Exactly. True. Yeah. True. And this, the, the folks at the uh, city of Toronto parks and recreation, they're doing a wonderful job yeah. using our tax dollars to create great green spaces for that. But actually yeah. we use uh, parks a lot. Actually, yeah. I really like the parks. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, excellent yeah. playgrounds, excellent uh, waiting pools, yeah. you know, trees are great. Dog parks. Yeah. Dog parks. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I guess that's another topic for another day <laughs> about density in Toronto and a growing city. Yep. But these are the challenges we're faced with, and this is what's happening in our city, and mm-hmm. I welcome those changes. So looking forward to see what happens out of it. Cool. And if you have any questions about converting a single family or investing in a single family, turning to a triplex and seeing how the numbers work, give us a call. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, before we sign off, I want to give a quick um, overview of all the different expense categories that you can see. Actually, you know what? Give me a call if you want to hear about that. <laughs> it's too much. All right. See you guys. Okay, bye. Add it up.